Oh, yeah. Happy Comic Book Day, and thank you to Bad Mary for that too sweet playing. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 2, Episode Sweet 16. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I'm John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that must make me the COO and other co-founder of U.S. Comics, a.k.a. your hybrid panda, Charlie Rivera. What's Ooh. good, my brother? Oh, bringing it back from the old school because you are an old fool <laughs> who's too cool. Dude, the hybrid panda yes, shaking baby. the dust off of it. I I'm love it. I'm taking it back. Bro. The old copyrights are back and in full nice. swing. Look at I re-registered them like I'm the <laughs> WWE planning an acquisition or a big floppy I should, uh I should expect a phone call from a certain rabbit, I'm sure, very, very shortly with several death threats. But Charlie, <laughs> how are you this lovely, windy, maybe it's spring, maybe it's the dead of winter, comic book day uh you know i'm i'm flying a little bit high despite the the terrible weather 420 um, was was the other day bro like what are you, you know doing? what you're dragging I'm, your heels I'm, I'm taking my small victories i came to a <laughs> a wild realization the other day hmm. and that's if you keep holding on to staying angry serves no purpose so every victory that's worth celebrating deserves its victory lap yesterday and again i don't want to get into non uh four color funny book stuff but, but yesterday you will. but no I'm, I'm gonna vague i'm gonna vague post about it all right uh, yesterday um there was some justice found and i'm gonna revel in that victory despite there being more work to do there's always more work to do i'm gonna take all my victories in big bad ways if well, I may, yes, in the please. first in the first row, I I don't want to steal your thunder because you steal, I know I feel like you're I doing know it. The, the lungs you said get you filled didn't up. want to do it, but you're but, doing it. Uh, was it the news of a certain second season that we didn't know what's coming, or it was it was not <laughs> it was not. But there. But speaking of that news, <laughs> have you seen the new? I'm going to screw up the name of the thing we're talking about. But have you seen the trailer for Death, Love, and Robots Charlie, for season have two? I seen the trailer i have seen it and re-seen it i have shared it i'm pretty sure i sent it whoop, your direction hey, cross state lines people don't need did to not know. pay any interstate taxes or nothing Were you didn't check about for a covid shot just sent it over there like you know whatever whatever's whatever um dude dude well let's not let's Ugh. let's make sure everyone's caught up with us Ooh. let's play that trailer right about now May 14th, oh baby, baby. and the confirmation Ooh. of season three or volume three, yeah, because you know they're fancy. The way that robots like to do, they just give you a little, just a little inkling. And again, anybody who is uh, slow to catch up, again, we are talking about season two upcoming on the very uh, growing in popularity, apparently, Netflix. Have you guys heard of Netflix? It's like <laughs> this new thing. It's pretty every, dope. Every time Netflix gets like doo-dooed on disney plus comes down they're like netflix is dead everything is the netflix i will take a hundred killer i will take a hundred hoobie halloweens <laughs> if it gets me multiple volumes well you're in luck because he's slated to do at least five more of them no it's true like I'm they cool used to it. say uh every every amazing uh granted talented young basketball player that comes through now through the league now is always the next Michael Jordan. So similarly, every streaming service that joins the party recently, it's the next Netflix killer or, or you know, whatever terminology you'd like to throw around. Netflix is still the undisputed, never been knocked down, never been, never lost a fight, never been TKO'd, um, just a heavyweight champ. Netflix is no joke. It's the only difference is now the streaming world has become like cable back in the day. We have our like seven options. And if they're not delivering heaters in this episode, we're going to talk about a few different ones, but <laughs> Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, uh, Disney Plus, they're not joking around. Even something that like 
I've openly mocked is like Apple has a streaming platform. What's good? Like, oh, Ted Lasso, my favorite comedy of the last five years. Second uh, season yeah. of that is coming too. If you, oh, if you're paying attention, oh, no, I, I'm, I have my, I have my, what did they call? They don't call them football sweaters. I got my dumb polo or whatever <laughs> crap they wear when playing soccer. Rugby sweater? Sure, those. I mean, rugby is brutal, but it's barely a sport. Like if rugby and <laughs> soccer get to be sports, of drunken, oversized, hairy dudes throwing around like an albino football, but like not like. Not cocking it back, and you know what the hell? What's going on, fellas? You, you know, you the just problem, wanted like, to rub up on each other. You could do that, you know, do that in the pub, like exactly. like me. Yeah, like a gentleman. But I don't know who needs booze <laughs> to get pleasure out of life. Like it just seems like a weird borderline oh, addiction. Sorry. Apologies. I thought you were making a pure. Ac- <laughs> oh look at oh, oh look at the, yeah, knocking the haze back. This episode unofficially brought to you by Sam Adams, Wickedly Hazy. If you want to send me a case, I won't say no. Uh, but the anthology series, to, to again, I don't want to get too, too into it. Yeah, if you've it's a dynamite managed, series. If you've managed to not see it, you're, you've lost your mind. It is just so, so top quality. Well, this is, this is also a great opportunity. And, and trailers, above and beyond getting you geeked up to see a particular something especially if it's something that you weren't expecting or like you didn't have your you know your your uh, reminders set or anything like that you weren't crossing any pages off the calendar um if it catches you unawares uh then all of a sudden when you're like season two this looks amazing you know what let me go ahead and use this time to my greater advantage oh yeah and i'll go ahead and binge the bejesus out of season one and that is a dynamite dynamite move for uh for any being that's just staggering around filled up with acid from top to bottom while you're shoving food into your top orifice so that it gets the acid you may as well throw on an episode or 10 of season one of uh uh, of an amazing anthology series what i love is the run times are whatever they need to be yeah, yeah. They're well, not that's twenty-two it's an minutes. Advantage. Not 30. It's amazing. What was your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite, and in this context, I'm telling you, you have to. Oh what's one of your favorite? Of your top three, what's one of your favorite? Well, I mean, just just off the bat, like my most recent viewing, I actually ended up watching them backwards. Oh, nice. So that's I an just anthology, like it's like a, it's like a CD. It's like a music album. Like you can listen exactly to whatever it. order you want. And and you know, with sci-fi. Um, they kind of like set the table. And even though the dishes that come out might not necessarily uh, even complement one another, like you get one dish as an Indian dish, heavy on the curry. You get another dish is very Spanishy, So the spice is just lighting your whole mouth on fire. Um, you're still at the table. So you kind of already know what to do. So if I said to you that this is a, a sci-fi anthology series, you're good. You don't even need the credits that's opening true. that charlie and i have copywritten so don't try to steal it um you just sit down you're like look here's my knife here's my fork i got the uh i got the uh the napkin tied around my neck i just need the steak baby it's and um and and they, so they give it to you so the my the long version of the answer is the very first episode and and uh, spoilers be damned you're getting three very very distinctly different robots who are interacting with one another and even though they're robots immediately your mind is cast you're like okay so this this tall this tall military one that's this person and this little triangle person kind of sassy all right i don't know that is and then the little orange guy with the cap ooh, pushed off to the side all sassy and stuff like i know exactly who that is <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you got some cats with opposable thumbs you're like i know exactly who those guys are so it it really as a as a as a first episode it's tremendously entertaining and it sets off the entire vibe of the series that we're going to get now i don't know about you but i immediately the first time that uh this series caught my attention i was thrown back immediately to the animatrix because the animatrix percent. It had this shared, um, like kind of like a shared uh, fibers more than story. Yeah, they were they were cut from the same. They were on the same menu, even though they were different dishes. Yeah, I'll use that terrible analogy. Um, But you know, the the you can't say it better than the robot themselves. You've seen one post-apocalyptic city. You've seen them all. But 
you haven't seen all the stories. And that's what this this show yeah. is just dynamite. I mean, styles are different from episode to episode. It's I, I can't recommend it enough, and I'm super super geeked out about season two. I mean, just in case anyone hasn't seen it, we go from that story John just laid out to there's an there's a story about the military and they have a like a group of werewolves are just part of the army and insanity ensues. It's amazing. Uh, we are live this beautiful Wednesday, the beautiful comic book day. Mm -hmm. So make sure you hit us up in the comment section with what your favorite episode is. If you haven't seen it at all, Love, Death and Robots uh, coming back for volume two and volume three boy oh boy am i excited i'm so excited i felt like nothing could get in the way of my joy and then i remembered that out there there is an absolute uh bullshitter because the fact is george lucas is a liar george lucas you're a liar son han shot first before anything else put him up clink clink knock him back Mm. Oh boy, mm. my oh, woo! All right, John, you're Whew. first up. Our boy Matt. Only in the comment Matt section. had a better, had better idea than that was. That shot was whew. poor, tall kids. Matt checking it out. It's so good. Again, some of the episodes are 12, 13 minutes. Mm. You can get get through that season quick. But my dear brother, yes, are you ready for me to start? Ready or not, you have been entirely too generous. And just from that double tall shot, I'm a little bit drunk. So start my time, baby. And it started. Nice. Um, so we talked about kind of themes and kind of like sticking to the road that's laid in front of you. So uh, I have recently been on a little bit of a binge Ooh. of kicking back and saying, you know what? Hard to believe. But maybe, just maybe, I was wrong. I know it sounds crazy, but it's it's possibly true. It's crazy Look, that you're admitting it. <laughs> we have all heard the tired, exhausted, dragging its feet to the couch after a long day stereotype of, yeah, that was good, but it wasn't as good as the book. Yep. Shut up. And by by that, I'm clearly talking to myself because I must have uttered that phrase. Oh, I actually have it written down. Uh, Forty-two thousand three hundred and sixty-one this month. Oh, that's you know what? That's a little bit coming a in a little lower than I. Uh, but you know what though? We're only like three quarters of the way through, so I get it. That number <laughs> sounds right. Um, but again, we hear it time and time and time again. Now, the thing about any kind of like rule or generalization is that um, even if it's right most of the time, you can never make the assumption that this is an all the time type of thing, right? You flip on the light switch, 99.9% .9 of the time, the light above your head will go on. But there is that uh, 0.01% amount that you flip the light switch, and then shit ain't going to go, right? And that's the percentage that I want to talk about today. Nice. So you have a plenty of examples, and by you I mean me. Um, there are a ton of examples where the fact of the matter is what we get, the adaptation, be it series or, or film, is just better yeah. than the source material it it sounds honestly charlie you're nodding because you're a good man um it sounds it sounds uh, this, difficult this is, to even this say is the out face loud I made. i'm like i feel like the fonts i'm like i was yeah i was wrong i was wrong whatever bro <laughs> you see henry winkler in anything right now and you go Full it's attention, true. so it's very true. Whatever, say what you want to say. My friend's wife absolutely would have slept with him in front <laughs> of her husband. Would have. Oh. <laughs> so, um, that being said, uh, my specific, uh, the specific source of this thought pattern is Invincible. Oh. We've talked about Invincible multiple times on this show already, and it's a very brief lifespan on uh, on the television. Or the computer, depending on how you're watching it or streaming, but it doesn't matter. Invincible is 
a dynamite, dynamite animated show. Yeah, now it's fucking awesome. If anyone's been paying attention, they'll know on my top 10 list of comic book series all time, Invincible is right friggin' there. Just like looking down on other people, making snap judgments, just nose up real, on the air. Real just like, judgy invincible. Googly eyed and wearing more yellow than you can really get away with, unless it's like, you know, summer and you're seeing a polo match or something like that. Invincible knows. Because they'd be a lot of threats. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. are those tall yellow booties? Just, just sipping a pina colada, no cares in the world. Yeah, it's a virgin. So what? Um, I love, and, and this is where this. Uh, this trope uh, goes wrong because the implication is that like, well, if you say that the adaptation is better than the source material, it's like an automatic that you're saying, well, the source material sucked. No, that's not at <laughs> all what I'm saying. This the is source like material amazing was awesome. amazing. Yeah. The source material was awesome. However, 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 the show is an improvement. Yeah, it's an improvement, and there's a multitude of uh, examples uh, for the reason why. Now, I don't know because we didn't talk about this beforehand. I don't know if you agree with me that the show is actually an improvement over the the series. But my first example, the one that immediately pops to mind, is the way that they handle their female characters. Absolutely, their it's... female characters in the show are fully fleshed out people. They have their own uh, uh, agendas and thoughts. Their behaviors are not like predetermined. You know, like you, if you if you could you could shake an eight ball and decide like, oh, what's you know what's Invincible's mom gonna do today? And you'd yeah. probably be wrong. She is so much more interesting of a character in the series than she is in the book. It's not even funny. It's you, what's amazing is Robert Kirkman on uh, Fat Man Beyond, Kevin hmm. one of Kevin Smith's eighty five podcasts. Uh, he was talking about how he like thought this would be an easy payday. He's like, I'm going to hand over the scripts for my comics and say, you fucking move those words around and do, you include the, the, the direction of how characters should move. But when he reread it, he was like, well, shit, I have to actually do work because what's super, what I love about certain adaptations is a lot of source material just is supposed to take place like whenever you're reading it. Like it, hmm. the first page of Invincible doesn't say 2002. Right. It doesn't say like 3:30 oh, well, on a Tuesday. Exactly. It's always kind of supposed to be taking place right now. And what happens though is sensibilities change. Tr kind of the way that you would word things. Just look at the last couple of years. And I don't mean in like word policing wise. I mean more. Well, how do you convey what you were trying to say better? Not more PC because spoiler alert the show Ooh. is not pc like the show is if doing you're whatever looking the at fuck a screen grab of the show they are not making grandma's tomato sauce blood is being thrown around there like like a mash unit during korean war it is bloody as the day is long it is uh, it's bloody like the dickens in a great way and what's interesting and and i just started rereading the comics because it's mm -hmm. again it's one of my absolute favorites so it's great fodder for going to bed but like i'll get through 15 pages because i don't need to complete the issue because like i know what happens um what's really great is even little subtle things like adam eve whose costume is is pink on pink on pink mm -hmm. uh they have a character i won't say who or what the situation was but a character's like you should be the most mad at at white cis males look at how they've dressed you up and she has a great line and an even better delivery where she's just like i designed this myself like this yeah. i just think i look fucking dope and there is something to be said about like the very honest way they're treating it but even very subtle things to double down on your point there were things about the comic on my now fifth read mm -hmm. that like mark grayson everything in the first couple issues come so easy to him because robert kirkman and his team wanted to get the story they were kind so, of yada yeah. yadaing yeah, the yeah. Beginning. it wasn't it wasn't as important to the character development the as show, what was coming up exactly the show does a much better job of in that short runtime of the first couple episodes having him have kind of initial problems 
with 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 circumstances with figuring out his powers for those of you that somehow don't know who invincible is yeah. uh, in essence it's like i mean we've talked about a, it multiple times on the show that's so true but some really of these no jerks example. don't come back week after week well or take long breaks let's not insult them they're here now but that being said um there's there's a, a laundry list of examples that i could give uh but i won't do because it the thing alphabetically about it, no i shall not um because the fact of the matter is that this is not an isolated incident. There are plenty of examples. Again, it's not the it's not the norm. I, I want to be very, very clear. Uh, it is not to it's be the expected. That proves the rule. Uh, yes and no. Um, it's it's certainly an exception. It's an exception. But that being said, it's not a it's not an indictment on the source material. To say that the adaption is an improvement over the source material, for, well, first and for, uh, first and foremost, I want to be very clear: they're two very different experiences, right? Reading something, even if it's a, a, a visible, a visual rather medium like a comic book, and watching something, whether it's a series or a movie, those are two very different experiences, and not just because of the in a situation like this where it's a comic book as opposed to a a show because the visuals are actually very close, which is something that I was particularly geeked up about uh, because I love the style of the comic, the way it's drawn and, and uh, what have you. Um, but the, the audio comes into effect. So like the music and the voice actors that also plays a lot uh, to do with my, you know, my feeling. Um, but again, it's not the only freaking time that has happened, even though it's a rare there have been other examples in my own entertainment history uh, where it's happened. So, Charlie, uh, like I, the I know you. Movies. The Knight Rider movies are way better than the show. No, we're not no. talking about. We're not talking about when things go terrible. No, wrong. no, I have to say that Charlie might not be getting this at all. Um, but again, I mean, just uh, top of your head, because we we did yeah. discuss that we what we wanted to talk about. Are there any particular adaptations that you personally would put above? The source material? Yeah, I I'll start off with with absolutely one of my absolute favorites in both categories. Invincible is one of my favorite comic books. It's one of yeah. my favorite now TV series, cartoons, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, another comic book that sits in my top ten comfortably. I could have a lot of changes happen to this top ten. It's not moving, and that's uh that's James O'Barr's The Crow. The comic is a phenomenal, phenomenal comic book. Totally. The movie's better. The movie accomplishes the goals a lot. Uh, they, it's a lot more streamlined. It's confined. It's, it has to uh, be. It's, right? it's exactly, got to work within yeah. that, that runtime. And again, I hope no one is taking this as sacrilege, but it makes necessary cuts for the story. The Skull Cowboy is an interesting character, but mm. it sticks out like a sore thumb in the comic mm. book and didn't belong in the film. And what's really amazing right. about it, it would not have it would not have carried well. over very well at all. It would yeah, have become like, oh, this is the Skull Cowboy movie. Almost, yeah. And it's what's interesting about it is they did film it, and there was obviously a huge tragedy uh, with the filming of The Crow, and when the whole world was kind of denied um, Brandon Lee um, getting the career he probably deserved. That Lee curse is no uh, joke. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a topic for another time. But I, I think as far as comparing the two, as much as I love them both, the Crow movie is is pitch perfect. For what it's trying to be yeah. whereas the comic again i'm not even going to call them missteps makes very strong decisions that some of them affect the narrative in a in a it, you know it's it's still a 10 it's really complaining about like this was fucking ultra amazing and the other one's just fucking super amazing right. like they're no, both it's true glorious. but but again and and you raise a very good point because just because you're gonna sit there and say and and to a certain degree it's gun to your head because sitting on the couch and enjoying it or having just read, uh, you know, going through like your upteenth reread, um, sometimes that thought doesn't even occur to you, even though like in your bones, you know, it's true. Like it may not even occur to you to think, oh, well, you know what? This movie is actually better than the comic well, yeah. because they didn't lace them up and go to the center of the ring. However, sometimes it kind of does because we were recently talking about like, uh, director cuts and and re-edits and multiple endings and uh infamously 
infamously Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, has more fucking endings than I think even like, you know, I, I can't even think like that that would be the example that you would compare it to. It has more fucking if endings you than line up all anything. the endings for Blade Runner, it's longer than the Snyder Cut. It's a trilogy. Basically, it's it's on it's on fucking real. Um, but that choose being your own said, adventure. He's a robot. He's a human. He's yeah, no, both. What? what do you want? It's basically like a, a food truck. Like whatever you want. We, you want a hot dog frappe? I'm making not a problem. So they gave us like every iteration. But that being said, I always consider the theatrical cut to be the definitive version. So in the heavyweight battle, that's the one that I'm going to go with. Um, and it, basically, uh, in in the in the matchup, it would be going up against Do Androids Dream? Of electric sheep that's the book that the that the movie was based off of and the book charlie if you've never read it before the book is a very very good read i would you recommend if it was in my hand i would hand it over and say you know what go ahead and read this you're welcome thank me later um but the movie was just better like the movie accomplished certain things that uh, uh you know philip philip dick was able to accomplish certain things that were just, you know, I mean, they, they, the, frankly, they, the fact that you could watch it right now and sit back and be entertained and not have that thought of like, well, shit, how old is this? Except for the fact that like Harrison Ford is like a young guy, right? You're like Netflix really has that CGA game on fucking point. Um, he's, you know, clever in the writing and like very diverse ideas and, you know, um, Whatever you know, Ridley Scott knew exactly what he was doing at the time. The fact that he went back to the drawing board and kept on fiddling around makes him a fiddler in my book, and that's a topic that we discussed already. He's pulling a Lucas, that filthy liar. Um, you know what's weird though? It's a much different skill set because if you look at so far, the only cinematic attempt. uh, I'm sorry, there's actually also a miniseries, but if you look at either attempt to adapt Doom. Uh, not Doom, Dune. Dune, yeah. Um, again, the world hasn't seen what's now allegedly going to be a sure. beautiful two-parter. I have heard some things. I have heard I some mean, things that, the, that it's top The quality. dribs and drabs that we have gotten have me all spiced up. I cannot wait. What's funny, though, come. is a lot of people spoke about the original treatment and the original script for the dune film that the dune that didn't happen no the dune that did happen but was oh, oh, forced to be a two-hour runtime it was forced to have additional budget constraints a lot of people think if that movie was allowed to have its vision and mm-hmm. was allowed to kind of keep going it would have been on its own different but very very amazing and it's yeah, funny I, I can't agree with that one um because well, we don't know i uh well well you know, it's it's actually a similar scenario, I think, to to the Justice League. So if somebody says, "Well, we're going to come in," and there's a bunch of stuff that's on the cutting room floor, they would the the stuff that was on the cutting. I shouldn't say like definitely no. I would say again to use that math. Um, that's probably a ninety nine percenter. Not oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, it would have to be so dramatically. Uh, difference so much of an improvement over what we got but have you ever seen the movie that was about the dune movie that didn't get made yes it was supposed to be made before that initial one that we got yeah it was and uh, i saw that i can't remember the name of it but i saw an amazing youtube documentary about about the dune property yeah it's just a documentary it happened to be on youtube so you can you can stream it in a bunch of different places yeah what's funny though is a lot of times it I, I always find it interesting when these very few, admittedly, uh, adaptations wind up kind of growing beyond its source material. A lot of mm. times it's because someone looks at it at a different angle. Uh, sure. Again, to kick it back to Amazon Prime, if you look at The Boys, I think The Boys show is a significant improvement. And it's so good it's bringing up things I didn't like about the comic that I didn't realize. Right, that right, I right. Consciously yeah, you're didn't forced like to. Because, you're forced to compare them. Yeah, for me, the boys' comic is so utterly disgusted with superheroes, which, which I find. Utter. Uh, it was another you know, joke. Sorry, I apologize I for that, folks. I, I liked it. Um, I find it really, really odd when someone's like, we're doing this project. We're going to do a Superman project, but fuck Superman. We hate Superman. That's why we're doing a Superman project. I'm like, wait a second. 
why are you doing this? Because we really like Green Arrow. Be like, well, then do a fucking Green Arrow yeah. movie. Whereas the boys series took that concept and feels to me, and I could wind up being wrong, but right yeah. now the build for the boys- That often happens. See, it's true. See, look at my dating history. Um, <laughs> come season three, my suspicion is we're finally gonna have a true, true hero hero appear in the series. That never really happens in the comic. Oh, I love heroic. the comic. What's that? Yeah, sorry, that's pretty heroic. But but yeah, no, I I agree with you. I would I wouldn't necessarily put it high up on my particular list. But then again, I've had a little bit more time than you to think about it. Um, just two real quick ones for me because I know my time is dwindling. Um, these are almost sacrilegious for for me to say, like people who know me and know my likes and my particular tastes. Um, but two like very very oh, thanks a lot. Uh, two very uh distinct examples of them first and foremost and i'm just going to run with it fucking fight club i love the fight club book and it's a very quick read it's almost yeah. a pamphlet but it doesn't really have to be more than a, hey what's up kobe um so fight club though the movie is superior and nobody is saying you guys have to get in the ring or stand outside the bar and fight yourself and duke it out that's not the case and that's actually a pretty good analogy just for this whole topic but i would say for my money that the movie is better than the book though the book is dynamite and i and i i love chuck and i love everything he does um uh, but but again for for my for my pesos the movie is better than the book but the number one, hey, Stan, the man, um, the number one example, and immediately after Invincible lit this particular flame under my ass, I thought of one particular thing, and it was- Young Indiana Jones. It certainly was it. not. It was not Young Indiana Jones. Gotcha, it did, gotcha. however, make me afraid to get episode in the water. Episode one. Episode Bottom. one. Bottom. Oh, yes. Bottom. Fucking Jaws. Jaws is a masterpiece movie it is the quintessential blockbuster it's the one that all others will forever be held up against whether and i'm not just talking about plaid jackets i'm not talking about uh summer money numbers i'm not talking about quotables because jaws may very well be the single most quotable movie of all time i'm just talking about I don't know, little things like character development because Peter Benchley's book, <laughs> Jaws, is a is a very good book. And I, that's as far as I'm going to go. It's a good Your book. Your book is a very, very, very fine book. <laughs> and, and actually, for a little trivia, uh, Peter Benchley plays the reporter on the beach uh, in Jaws. So you can actually see what he looks like nice. um, to get a visual there. But the bottom line is character development. Everything from again, Brody. That was an wife. accident. That was an mm, act. Like no, the, no, the plan. No, it wasn't. The script no. of that movie has so much Excuse more. Shark. Me? Hold on a second. Uh, what you're talking about? I don't want you to talk out of school. You didn't see as much shark as was originally intended, and that may have made the movie better ultimately in terms of like suspense, edge of your seat, knee knocking. A hundred percent. Yes, you're right. But what I'm talking about is things like character development and relationships and dialogue that it, that you saw in the movie that was not in the original. But you don't think book. that stuff had more time to breathe? No, like, I no, feel like you're talking this... about runtime and you're talking again. Uh, you know, so no, so I'm talking about book... the adaptation. I'm saying Hold that the surrounding elements. So the time that you were supposed to see Jaws do jump up out of the water and do a backflip and like pop the finger. You didn't see that. Instead, what you saw was like a shot looking down on just water and you saw a ripple. So like beat for beat, those pages that were intended were replaced with something else. And ultimately I think that, yes, you're right because of the technological uh, uh, advantages that they were missing um, that they had to do like, well, fuck, we got to do something else in that capacity. Yes. But I'm talking about people like, I don't know, fucking Quint, Quint in the movie, the 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 movie, and I love the movie, and I very much like the book, but you can almost call that shit a day with Quint and a couple of beers, <laughs> and uh, farewell and adieu to you, spare, fair Spanish ladies, because the development of Quint, Quint becomes an all-timer in the movie, whereas in the book, he's basically like a, a fucking Captain Ahab 
a stand-in. So, yeah. so uh, even if only for Quint's development as one of my mm, all-time favorite movie characters, absolutely, this shit is better. Awesome. What Not hearing this sound enough, that's for sure. I'm talking to you, Rangers. No, James, oh. we're not. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's awesome, and and I love, <laughs> and I love the idea that uh, I love the idea that every single property we love might have a second layer to it that we don't know sure. we need. And and even as creators, and this is the last thing I'll say before we, uh, before we acknowledge the bill payers, um, even as creators. Sometimes that that realization that makes it okay to step back and say, "Here, look, this is what I made, and I love what I made, and I'm gonna hug it and squeeze it and love my little creation." <laughs> um, but sometimes you can hang on to it too tight and think, "No, this shit is perfect the way it is. Don't even look at it until opening night or release date," and you're ultimately might be doing little Bruce here a disservice. Sometimes it's better to say. You know what, Mr. Spielberg? You're a pretty smart cat. Here. Yeah. Here's Bruce. What can you do with it? And he's gonna be like, I'm gonna quint it to it, motherfucker. I and think that's it's, that. It's, Sometimes it's, you gotta say, look, what else? What what's the next layer? What am I not seeing? Because I'm too close to the material. Maybe it's as simple as that. High risk, high reward. You trust creators. I don't want to go back weeks on weeks on weeks where you disagreed with me, but you hire people for a reason. You sign off the rights for reasons. And yes, sometimes it's money. Dumb. <laughs> but when it's not specifically because of money. Like, sometimes. Well, you mean all the time. It's always. Um, but when you allow a creator to create, amazing things happen. And luckily, week after week, we have people that let us create a little bit. Because this show would not exist without our five well, Charlie, sponsors. Charlie working on that morning show segue game, son. You Just, know it, baby. Kill a crossover. Oh. Uh, take it away. What's the weather like, George? <laughs> but we, of course, couldn't come to you every comic book day without my absolute favorite band that I'm lucky enough to get to talk to face to face. Because frankly, Dave Grohl won't answer my calls. No. And that's, Rightfully of course, so. that's Bad right. Mary. You can find uh, Bad Mary on at Bad Mary Band on Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram. You could support them via their website, badmary.com. You could throw money their way over at patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. And my favorite part is they are streaming on every single music service. Just type in Bad Mary, yeah. baby. It's, like, it's not even hard for them. Unbelievable. Our other sponsor right here on Facebook Gaming, it is Sergeant Finesse. Two streams a day, outstanding gaming content. Even when the COD uh, uh, update lets you sitting in the queue for like, mm, I don't know, eight, nine hours, doesn't make a difference. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Throw them a like, throw them a follow. Consider becoming a supporter. If you need to pick me up, follow the white rabbit down to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. If you're looking for some fresh new gear like I am not wearing right now, go to geeksunleash.com. Use code Sarge at checkout there. When the Sarge is on deck, salute. GG, son. Sarge is going to join us actually for a podcast very, very shortly. Nice. I like it. I mean it. like in 20. No, I'm just kidding. But soon. It's pretty soon. Amazing. All right, John. Take a big sip. Sit your tush down and start my time because I'm about to gush. Go. Last week, Hurry up. I couldn't. I, but, Go now. I, but I am going. You I'm doing minutes, the thing. A minute's gone. I'm doing the thing you said to do, and that's not how minutes work. <laughs> I'm throwing up the official spoiler warning because I oh, once again gosh. need to. I must talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You can't do all three at the same time. That's I, why you need three monkeys. That's that's accurate. You do need three adorable sidekicks to do that. Uh, we're, we're, we're approaching the series finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have no idea if there's going to be a season two. And I just couldn't believe after how great last week's episode was. Last Friday, when episode five popped out, <laughs> frankly, I was setting myself up for like quasi-disappointment. Like, in my head, I was like, well, they're going to save all the best yeah. stuff for the end. And instead, what they delivered was, so far, my favorite episode of this amazing 
series and the fact that this series has been yes, as man. good man as the, the fact that the series has been as good as it has been so far is amazing when you take into account an entire storyline has been removed because there was apparently a subplot where there was like a virus that's what kills off characters that we never got to see so huh. they had to re they had to reconfigure they the got the snap itis they got the snap itis like you read about but what i loved and i mentioned this last week what's really great about uh, falcon and winter soldier because it's a property all these characters are kind of spinning off of captain america and his story right they're mm. kind of his two different uh, well, partners in crime to some he's extent the, he's the stir that's that uh, what's it he's the the spoon that stirs the drink some he's stirring some oh, shit boy i think is he you're is in he? An, Analogy? We don't even. We have no idea where analogy he is. Analogy timeout. You're, You're just gonna force him right in there. Timeout. Just Charlie. No <laughs> means no, bro. You're just like forcing it. Just unbelievable. Um, again, in, in terms of story, uh, in terms of story, we they haven't really definitively definitively indicated where Cap is. Is he six feet under? Is he up on the fucking moon? Has he gone over to work? Uh, at the publishing house to replace Elaine because she's now uh, strolling the halls, the hollowed halls of justice. I don't know. Yeah, poor Battlestar is right. Oof. Yeah, Battlestar got got. But uh, here's here's how I feel about it. All um, right. Again, this show really doubled down on its it's a commentary on on society, and they did not know when they would be released, but they're doing a great job of again giving us. They're playing with toys we're familiar with. But it's almost like these series on Disney Plus are in direct response to my, not my complaints about the movies, but what I thought the movies were missing was kind of something more. I wanted these movies to mean as much to, I wanted to care about the stories more even than I care about the characters. And that's something that this show has done amazingly hmm. well. And right. Well, I... why do you why do you think that is though? Because I, I absolutely do agree with you, especially these kind of second bananas, right? That's the thing with Marvel. You have the the backpack uh, uh lunchbox crew, right? The A listers, so to speak, like they put the A in Avengers, and then you have like the oh yeah, you're also you're also an Avenger, right? Like you even got a like you have a pass, you, you got the meal card up uh you know up in uh, trump estates um yeah you're fine you're fine yeah don't worry about it so so very much so like these secondary characters are are getting their time to shine and it and it, it's proof positive that a that these are uh, uh entertaining interesting characters they're not one-dimensional right they're not limited to like well what's their ability it's just like anything else like your ability does not define who you are as a person yeah. or as a character. And we're really seeing that with this show. I suspect what happened was they just learned from the very few missteps they took. Uh, James, that's funny. <laughs> from the very few missteps that they took, I think they learned from it. Because if you go back to Iron Man 1, they started with the ground floor. They gave us reasons to care about Tony Stark. And I got to be honest, I didn't really care that much about Falcon or Winter Soldier up until this point. We huh. got their like buddy cop moment in uh, in Civil War when it's like, are you going to move up your seat? Like that was all well, good and Those charming. Those are beats. Yeah, they're beats. Nothing but more now, than that. I mean, a big chunk of this episode, montage uh, notwithstanding, a lot of this episode is just people talking. And I, I got to tell you, as much online hate as the new Captain America was getting, this world has now turned on him too and from his point of view huh. and he brings up a couple good points in this episode that i wasn't expecting i felt bad for john walker in this episode really I, absolutely oh, when, his, when he is in essence like fired from being captain america yeah that happens when you decapitate somebody he, in front of everybody and their phones but he brings up a good point, man. They made it very clear at the start of this series that he's done questionable things. But Battlestar, rest in power, even said to him, he's like, hey, man, when it came to combat decisions, you always make the right decision. He believes what he does 
is justified. And if that's not a comment on all military decisions, U.S. and everywhere else, no, he, I gotta. Why, I, why I, are you shaking I have your to head? But because I disagree with you, because what you're talking about, specifically with the Walker action, and Stan, you can agree with Charlie all you want, but that makes two of you wrong. Um, the fact of the matter is that, especially military, and I wish Sarge was here for this conversation, um, because in military action, you have a code of ethics that you're expected to follow. Like if you are a fan of 80s movies, uh, uh, like myself, uh, 80s action movies, you didn't ever stop hearing about the fucking Geneva Convention. Geneva Convention, Geneva Convention. I'm hey, sorry, wait, uh, Rambo. Flag hey, on the play. Flag uh -huh. on the play. Yes. You just mentioned 80s movies. Would right. you say that Top Gun's one of your favorite uh, movies of all time? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Does he fucking follow the rules that were laid ahead of him? No, because for Tom Cruise... See, but for following Maverick, the rules... The ends justify doing, the means. Do, excuse me. Doing an unauthorized fly by the tower and make your... Make your commander spill his coffee a little he bit. He did yeah, more that's than one spill thing. coffee. Excuse me. That's one thing. But fucking raking your shield into it, a, 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 John, a defenseless if a guy who didn't even kill Battlestar. The guy's a terrorist. Charlie, a superpower that's terrorist. fine. So what you got to do so is you arrest him, me, dude. You, first and first, me, mostly, you could have gotten more out of him by by uh, sure, uh, by uh, asking him questions than you would. Charlie, if come you want to remove was, all the emotion, clearly, that was a bad guy moment. What are you doing defending me, him? You're telling me I'm are not you, defending this, him. Is, do I have syndrome <laughs> co-hosting right now? Is this thing on? Hello. I do love, I do love capes. Um, Charlie, no, I'm saying if you and I, if you were the new Captain America, and I was your new Bucky, Ellis is right. I'm with Ellis, and some some super soldier terrorist flings me so hard yeah i'm my new superpower right. is being dead <laughs> you're telling me that moment, my superpower is feeding the worms because i'm about to be buried you're telling me you can't understand uh -huh. that that in that situation yes a, yeah a little bit of roid rage might be included in the I scenario mean, in all likelihood sure, you're not sure. saying that that mistake is is could be made of a hundred percent, what John Walker did was right. It, what well, I'm it saying is what it this totally show wrong. posits, and it is understandable. This... But again, the, we didn't cancel John Walker. We there's we we coincidence. No, we, we did something else with the scene. In his mind, like all great villains, I understand why great his villain. in his Oof. twisted. You don't think he's a great villain? I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember Michael B. Jordan getting Oof. death threats. He was doing such a good job. Uh, well, because again, you're talking about the, the difference between a movie and a series. Like a series gives you weeks to fucking percolate and develop that hatred to the point where you're like, I got something to say, motherfucker. Whereas the movie, like the movie, you're angry. So maybe like you're angry when you're gonna go piss in the middle. You're like, I gotta, I gotta fucking cut this off real quick and let me get, all right, you know, let me get a little bit more popcorn. All right, then you sit down. You're like, yeah, that's right. I'm angry still. But then well, the credits roll. You're like, yeah, you know what? He had a point, but here's but but here's here is my ultimate point. Mm. This whole episode is built around the idea that someone could make a decision, no. and person A doing it would be wrong, and person B doing it would be right. Because at this point in the series, who, who doing someone, it would have been right? Repeat that. Who doing it would have been in the right? I I think there is a large group of people, <laughs> uh, especially. Stan. In the, just fucking put on your seatbelt because this show is going there, bro. Just, what I'm saying is if you told me that when when War Machine almost died, yeah. if Iron Man would have killed some more people, because Iron Man kills people sure in does. those movies, justified. He's really good at it. In those moments, right. bad guys get got, right? Sure. So, During what, Absolutely. so what's the difference? Captain America is doing what iron man did to some no, extent iron man tell me when iron man killed he flew a, to a different me. country with when no did he government kill authority harley that let me answer my question let me ask my question because <laughs> you, you already know too. that you don't have an answer to it when did he kill a defenseless fucking quote-unquote villain a I defenseless argue, villain that wasn't actively trying to kill him i would argue what the what are you talking about? So now we're going to talk about the guy was we're laying talk about on only, his back. It's only in the moments. 
Dude, if you're in an you Iron Man suit. You can't do that, Charlie. If you're you can't in an Iron that, Man suit. Especially if you're Captain America. You know who can do that? Punisher can get away with that shit. Why? That's a Punisher by, move. By virtue because, of its Punisher. Well, we, and I'm not saying that so, it's right. Because so even if I argument, was wearing the Punisher costume, I wouldn't do it because it's a scumbag, cowardly move. So your argument isn't necessarily that John Walker did something that couldn't be justified by John Walker. You're saying he shouldn't have done it in the 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 red white and blue john you're saying walker, that as, john a, walker as a symbol for his own uh for his own reasons and that's only between john walker and the writers however captain america can never do it and i got news for you not even u.s agent can do it captain america in particular maybe the hydra version captain america cannot blatantly murder somebody just because you're like hmm my buddy got killed, and I got to go talk to his parents now. Yeah, man up, brother. Go do what you got to do. You Elijah. cannot kill the guy. I and Again, I feel like you're widely missing my point. I'm not saying what John Walker did was good or right or that he should be Captain America. I'm on board with F this guy. He's dropping bombs today, son. What did he say? What did he say? Read it out. It's on the screen. Some people are listening to the audio only version. Yeah, but John... you had a, I thought you had a point to make. My bad. Um, it's as Dr. Erskine said, a strong man who has known power all his life may lose respect for that power, but a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. John Walker has no compassion. James, you may or may not be a preacher, baby, but I'm gonna tell you right now to preach, son. Hallelujah. Uh, nowhere did I posit that this is the like a good thing. What I'm saying is, from his point of view, yeah. he did something justified, which is why the post-credit yeah. scene was so awesome. He twisted the visage of what that shield means and what a Captain America means. And that last, that mid-credit scene, he's twisting what literally Tony Stark did. It looks like a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the first Iron Man when he's taking hammer to make his like clearly not vibranium shield. Shield is gonna be horrible. What's amazing? That's look like the Wish version. They're like, oh look, Captain American Shield on Facebook. I'm gonna order this. It's only twenty bucks. Whoa. And then it shows up. It's like the John Walker version. Like motherfucker, it's big. You can have like a personal pizza on it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that actually sounds like a very handy thing to buy. Do you have the link for that wish? No, but I'll send it to you. It'll what's be in amazing the about but the whole episode, the whole episode is like this. The entirety of the episode is yeah. different people make declarations that ultimately, for me at least, it felt like all of this was leading to the Falcon not only feeling like obligated to pick up the shield yeah but there's a beautiful visual where he's trying to wipe blood off of it and it's see it to me so similarly reflected <laughs> um, i hope so trying to like wash the blood off your hands because that that image has been has been tarnished john me or the chat you can't be paying attention to both i like the chat more right now yeah yeah whatever yes, we are gonna have thanksgiving still but it's going to be a vegetarian Thanksgiving. Fuck them all. <laughs> Bottom line is what the episode goes on to do is they literally say that there is a character in the show who literally tells Falcon no self-respecting black man would pick up that shield. Yeah. And that character thinking that not only does it track in his reality makes perfect sense and what's amazing is by the time we get to the finale well by the time we get to the end of this episode rather we have finally the audience i feel like and sam wilson uncle sam if you're nasty <laughs> he's ready and i feel like we all know that in that awesome wakandan suitcase which by the way please sell that yeah like, seriously, that's like, the new luggage can you I'm imagine like, just strolling no into dense. work Oh, what do you need? The Roberts report? Hold on a second. Conk. Just, Just fucking awesome. So fucking cool. And we I feel like the red, white, and blue costumes in there. Maybe a nice yeah, no, new set of wings. What's Charlie's also... hoping so just for the art for the episode. He's like, please, please let there be a dope Falcon costume in there for my sake. Um, no, but I, I understand where you're coming from. And I had to look up her name because it always escapes me. Um, but the character, uh Carly right the other super soldier yes. who she just got finished in star wars she's like running from set fucking 102 it's like 
107. It's like, woo! Got, got, I, got my, my sweat up and my fucking my, my red hair. Um, some people freckles. don't love that character. I love that character. First of all, she is she might be the most um fun visual uh performer that I've ever seen in any of the Marvel uh properties, and that's saying a lot. She just looks fucking interesting. And so much of the like you take one peek at her and you think, the fuck I'm gonna listen to what she's saying right now. Um, awesome, awesome. But yeah, Carly perfectly cast. So she is also one of those characters where, yes, that's right, she's one of the flag smashers, James. Um, so this is and, and Marvel is really getting to that point now where they're giving us villains who aren't just like Mah. this isn't like a Thor fucking elf situation. They're like, yeah, like I I I cannot agree with how they go about their business or their plan making or sometimes their costume decisions, but I understand what they're saying. I don't justify it, but I get why they think the way they do. But where that line is drawn in the sand for me is, okay, well, if they cross that line mm -hmm. into irredeemable territory, then you're a piece of shit to me. And yeah. you know me, Charlie, like if you get classified in that ooh, like it gets filed away i'm like mm, yeah no you know cute girl with the freckles and red hair but nah you're a piece of shit yeah so even though walker's a good looking dude for me i'm like sorry bro you're a piece has, of shit it ain't there, gonna happen you are not invited to has, vegetarian thanksgiving with carly has there ever been a more charismatic person you fucking never agreed with everything she said on the show i'm like bitch you are justifying a shit ton and yeah, what's, she is, she what's is. amazing is but I she kind had of that to deal with, man. That that well, but I lost no joke. I Big lost purple Barney. I wasn't. It wasn't until uh, the rewatch of episode five that yeah. I was like, wait, there's a vote to to literally send back millions of people back to their country. Like that's that's a, a, a subplot of the fucking yeah. show is major, it's leading to the major, new accords. Major, which, major thing, yeah. First of all, wildly close to real life. Well, yeah, yeah, it and definitely also, has parallels. Talk about an amazing like I don't fucking even know. I don't beyond instinct, which is like that sounds fucked up. <laughs> if the world's population was cut in half, yes. And then how many years go by? So people fucking move, governments work together. Oh, yeah. And but now I come fucking back and someone's in my house. I want that fucker gone. Yeah, you no, know what I'm no, saying? It's another one where there's not you're right, it's not you're black right. and white. Well, here's the th here's and again, it's it's not a one for one scenario, but like look at what we're all and still very much uh in the midst of, but even though thank God we see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, if pre-COVID Charlie had a conversation with now towards the end COVID Charlie, like those are, are wildly different perspectives. And Absolutely. even like they're, they're two sides of the same coin. And, you know, one person be like, you know, uh, could have, could have an A opinion. And the other version has a very distinctly feet in the ground, stomping, cross my arms. No, it's B, you dumb son of a bitch, even though your hair looks fucking lit. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the two Charlies even could definitely argue with one another. And and that's the, the best thing that you can say about a show like this. And obviously when you're comparing it against the utter weirdness and the um the the you know trying the predictive nature of something like WandaVision. Oh, I bet this person's gonna show yeah. up, I bet that person's gonna show up. There's none of that shit in, in this. It's more like Again, conversations like this. Well, I get, I get that character. Oh, I agree with this person. For, for me, the first fucking like literally the first few minutes of the episode, Sam uses his wings as a shield. So my thought, I'm like, well, why the fuck does he even need Captain America's shield then? Like, give it to somebody else. Yeah. And and this was also one of those rare, though happening more frequently than I care to admit. Moments where I'm like, oh, John, you were wrong, yeah. wrong again. It's kind of like fucking there's a Sam theme is gonna to your be life. shut your fucking ass, son of a bitch. Sam is going to be ultimately a awesome, awesome Captain America, and this is also one of the circumstances where I think he's gonna be a better cinematic. I'll use for lack of a better term, a better cinematic Captain America than he was in the comics. 
absolutely what i also what i also love is my as my time dwindles down damn straight james another thing that i really really do just adore about this show is the five episodes we've gone have been such an up and down journey it's set up the future to just the past but just last week i was saying i could imagine if the end of the show is like nope the world doesn't need captain america that was just steve and now one episode later i'm like come on fucking sam we need you and this captain america will be a captain america that seemingly will not be affiliated with the u.s well he's also a captain america of the people and this Truly. is actually a topic that I do want to... Uh, I'll call my shot now. Ooh. This is a topic that I will be addressing probably in the very near Post future. Uh, I I adore what Marvel has done thus far, right? Um, I love what they've done with the series. I think their Disney Plus uh, uh, endeavors have been home run after home run after home run. Um, and obviously, they can do very, very little wrong. Not perfect, but very, yeah. very little wrong. In the theaters, uh, I think we're all in agreement on that fact. However, I will say this, and this, yeah, whatever. It, it, I'll, I'll call my shot. This is going to be my topic next week. Oh, Marvel Comics. Spoiler. Where's my, Marvel, where's my spoiler, spoiler tag? Marvel <laughs> Comics gets shit for not having the strongest comic books. Yep. Right? DC gets a lot of shit for what they put out in theaters, rightfully so. However, it's largely acknowledged by the comic book reading, uh, um, you know, uh, body that DC puts out probably better comic books. Yeah. Right. But that all being said, Marvel adaptations of very, very good storylines from the comics, they fucked them up. Yeah. Like the versions that we've got, Civil War is a very good example. I'll use that just because it's attached to your topic. The Mark Miller Civil War in the yes. comics was a thinking man's comic, whereas Civil War in the theaters was just like, yeah, let's just jot down a couple of fucking lines so that we can get, we can take these two toys and smash them together. And that's that's not what Civil War was. Yeah, the comic was a fucking dense, heavy concept. It was. It was world-shattering. It wasn't just like, oh, we'll do the big Ant-Man and it'll get a big yeah. rise. And and I was one of those dummies like, oh, big Ant-Man, that's amazing. Spider-Man's He was funny. little, now he's big, yeah. yes. Oh, Spider-Man's got Captain America's shield. Yeah, dum-dum, but there's fucking more meat on that bone, even though I don't eat meat anymore. They're still there, bro. It's still there. You know, it's, uh, it's just spread amazing. It around. And what's funny about that is I feel like the... Um, Son of a bitch, I'll say it quick. I feel like what Civil War lacked, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has more than made up for. Um, It definitely has more of it. It definitely has more of it. But in Civil War, the movie's defense, um, it had a much shorter runtime to get a lot more accomplished than Falcon Winter Soldier has. It's very so true. there now, but that being said, that's that's like that's like um saying that like oh your your team is 10 and 0, but look at the fucking teams that they play. Well, you can only play the teams on your schedule. It's not their fault that they're yeah. a series as opposed to a movie, but they they're they are a series, so they're taking full advantage of that benefit and it is a benefit. I've said it before, I'll say it again, ad nauseum, the 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 bigger the the source material Series are better, more thorough ways of telling those stories. Don't try to smash everything into a two-hour window just so people can fucking smash popcorn into their face. Sometimes entertainment can be elevated to art. All it takes is a little bit of heart. Oh, oh, somebody call Hallmark. We got cards coming for my... <laughs> For my brother, the best CEO in the business, John Rivera. I am, of course, your hybrid panda, Charlie Rivera. Watch and there is only one way that we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. And that first involves you. Make sure you hit a like. Make sure you hit share because these episodes live forever all over social media. Make sure you're following us on whatever social media you have. We have it too. All of it's at U.S. 
U.S. Comics HQ. Make sure you're commenting, subscribing, uh, liking, favoriting. All that stuff just gets us in front of more people, lets us have more fun, and lets us bring more content your way. But my dear brother, Word. what is the only way that we super oh. end? Charlie, it is so simple. It's almost funny. First, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume. Whoop, up. Then you got to tune Bad Mary in and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out. Morning now, the world did not come down. We've gotta face the shit we've done. No more Facebook likes, no more instant spite. We've gotta face what we've become. Got no signals, gotta step outside. Can't pull away out, and run and hide. In your doors, see the better resolution. We call it daylight, no, it's not a revolution. And we can